Give me a second. I'm going to do the traditional intro. Okay. Holy shit, welcome to Babe Talk. It has been the longest minute, but we are actually back and ready and revving to go. Um, I'm sitting here, well, across a digital platform, with Aiming for Average. Hi. Hey, what's up? What's poppin'? What what's poppin', Jimbo? Yo, what's poppin', Jim- Jimbo? Jesus. Man, are you guys into memes? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, Damn, you know what? It's been so nice having you guys on the show, but I'm so sorry we've actually outlawed memes about seven episodes ago. So, oh, yikes! So we're gonna kick you guys off. It's so say goodbye. All right, all right. <laughs> thanks, guys. All right, thanks, guys. It's been a good podcast. This, I'll see you this next. Interview week. was as long as the Joyce Manor song. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. All right, so yeah, you guys are out of this town that that is, that is Berman, Illinois. Is that correct? Berwin, but yeah, same thing. It's, yeah, that's whatever. Like what? It's like, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where where that is. I'll just straight up say that right now. It's in the suburbs of Chicago. Okay. Okay. Now that I seems pretty. I'm sorry. We're like seven miles or eight miles west of the loop, and like three miles west of the city limits, like straight west, southish, kind of. I don't know. Just outside of Chicago. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I love the detailed instructions. However, I'm a very simple individual and will never remember that. Nor will I probably remember the pronunciation of the town itself. So, I mean, like, that's <laughs> something. So, so yeah, so, so you guys have recently put out a, a, a new release back in February, which was um, Under Your Breath. And I was taking a, li- a listen to, to that. And it has so far been a really, really cool banger. Um, I'm a... a I don't want to say pop punk junkie because that sounds awful. However, since I was an individual that grew up on um, Man Overboard, The Wonder Years, Newfound Glory, and, and, and similar bands alongside of that, it was really cool for me to be able to sit down and listen to a pop punk band that doesn't exactly pull away from those ties, but is able to come to their own tone and their own sound and be able to really put out some 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 romantic, passionate, dark, gringy kind of kind of pop punk music. So that's real cool. You know, I'm, I myself am a really huge Wonder Years fan. I just fucking yo, the, they're sick as fuck. Yeah, they they've recorded I think like three studio albums with uh, Steve Ebbets, and he's fucking amazing too. And uh, I don't know, I just fucking love the Wonder Years. <laughs> Well, the Wonder Years are really, are really, really fun. I used to um, go and see their shows all the time. I'm, I'm originally from South Jersey, which is about like, like 45 minutes out of Philadelphia. Yeah. So when they were first, like you know, starting to come up into the scene, I was able to um, go and see a lot of their different lower tier shows. Like when they used to play like Bert, um, church basements and yeah. and no barrier shows, it was cool for the longest time. And then now to see them have like this huge success, it's 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 kind of like seeing seeing your niggas getting out the hood. It's nice. It's cool. Yeah. It's, it- I think it's just funny how they, uh, how their their like writing styles are like. They went from like Mike Kennedy's a bad friend to like, uh, personally my favorite songs like the bluest things, and like it's it, like just the writing structure and everything about like the difference is just vast, and that's why I it's, it's it's incredible and it, it really goes to show how how much 
that you're able to grow as a band. And I was going to bring this out later, but I mean, like, just listening to, to, to the styling from Icebreakers, one of your first releases that you guys have on your band camp to Under Your, your, your yeah. Breath, it's it's a drastic change. And, and while it's it's really cool to see other individuals stick to what they know and put out, like, you know, like, we, we look at another band from the same Philadelphia scene, like Man Overboard, they really haven't, you know, switched up their style all too drastically with every release that came out. It, it's, it's, it's a little different, but it pretty much holds the same, like, you know, song structure. There is a girl, she kind of sucks. And it's about that for, like, five different albums. And it doesn't yeah. really change all that much. But then you look at the Wonder Years and, and Soupy's writing style, it goes from, like, hey, beers and friends to, like, my friends are almost dead. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Or my friends are, like, meth addicts or something. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. But we have plenty of time to get into talking about things and stuff. We're going to first t- break the ice and, and do the – oh, God, was that a – no pun intended. Icebreaker pun? Wow, <laughs> you know what? Now I'm going to can the episode because I'm an ass. All right, so we're going to start off the episode how we typically do. And we're going to ask everybody, which is the members being Nick, Christian, Chris, Ruben, and Zeke, how your day was or how your past few weeks, months, whatever have been. So, huh. suppy, y'all. Uh, let's see. We should, we should, uh, answer this, like, clockwise. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah, so Nick will go first. Here, before we start, I'm gonna read off the order <laughs> of, uh, who's, who's talking. So, we have Nick first, Chris, I, myself, Christian, Zeke, and then Ruben. Alright. <laughs> um, my day has been beautiful so far. I've just been building the speaker cabinet for this customer, and then... Uh, got Wingstop with my friend whose birthday it is, and then I went to Chipotle... And then now I'm doing an interview, and my week sucked though because I've been sick as hell and I could barely sing this show we had last Sunday in Milwaukee. Milwaukee, but it actually sucks. I'm slowly getting better. My mom put a humidifier in my room, and she forced me to put my space heater on really high, and then she's feeding me tea and pills. Oh, is that why it's so fucking hot? I love how he's like, I'm feeling better, and you're just like, man, there's no wonder this room is fucking sweltering. And I'm on, and I'm on spring break, so I'm home, which is spring fun. break. Spring, spring break. Wave your apples. Spring on. break. Yeah. So that, that's me. That's how my thing's been doing. Uh, Whose birthday was it? Uh, our friend Amanda. She does lots of cool stuff, like take pictures of us and make us look less ugly. Yeah. Shout out to Amanda Perita. Yeah. Amanda. Yo, shouts out. Shouts, shouts them out. Well, today was pretty simple. I went to work today. I delivered pizza. Um, tips are all right. Um, I think that's about it. I, I did give my friend Amanda ten bucks. I don't not have any any presents. I'm like, here's ten bucks. So that's about it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, that that's how we handle gifts. Like as we grow older, like we just like either just hand cash or gift cards. I think it's more cash because like we're. Like, my friends are just like, yo, I'm so terribly broke. And it's like, here's 10 bucks. And, like, with tears in their eyes, they're like, thank you. To stay. But you said, hey, man, I love you, but no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. All right. All right. This is just um, going to be a pun-filled episode. This is fantastic. I love this. <laughs> uh, I My day, uh, let's see. I woke up. Um, I went to work. And then I got back from work. It's <laughs> pretty much it. My day's not over, though. But that's pretty much how a lot of my days have been going. And then just, like, uh, practice when I can, write music when I can, and then just uh, play shows when we can. That's pretty much how the past few months have been. But I, I'm pretty sure it'll all pay off in the long run. <laughs> 
it's such a broad thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, you know, like, hopefully I'm going to work and then I'll be okay one day. I mean, but that's optimism. So, I mean, good for you, honestly. <laughs> I I mean, things could be worse. How was your day? Explains whole life. It'll pay off in the long run. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where do you see yourself within five years today? It's like, well, I'll tell you. I don't have a one-track mind, so... Man. There you go. That dedication. Get that hustle going, nigga. My brain is the fucking loop. Uh, well, uh, what I did today, um, I woke up and then I just went straight to the gym. Oh, actually, no. I took my dog for a walk because that motherfucker's old and needs to get out and do something. And I went to the gym. I ran like four miles and I lifted. I came home and I showered because I haven't in like three days. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm greasy as hell. <laughs> and I and then I came here. That was my day. I also love how like you, you just like attack the dog for being old as if like it was his issue. Well <laughs> Yeah, it's Fucking like, old dog. I love him with all my heart. Aww. What kind of dog? Labrador. Oh same place. Uh <laughs> the night. <laughs> um my days uh i woke up um and i so till right now that was basically my day um that's that's like my entire week really i just babysit play music and video games and uh so yeah i think that sums up a good uh a good amount of what you do every day. <laughs> <laughs> you you um, playing video games? Oh uh, yeah, Overwatch all day, all day. Overwatch, man, that's been something that's that that that's taken a fucking cultural storm. Yeah, there's a lot. That's like one of the biggest games out right now. So, um, and uh, I just got on it, and I, I can't stop. Oh, when I play a game, that, that's usually how it goes too. Uh, I I play for like, um. Well, my my longer days are like eighteen hours in one day. It's it's pretty crazy, but uh, yeah, that's you know I'm a dedicated kind of. Person. Wait, that eight, eighteen hours is like your average day? It's uh it's my longer days. I think like uh, when I get a new game though, but at, on average it's probably like ten to twelve yeah. hours. So oh well, I mean that's that that's focus. It's commendable. Yeah, yeah that's uh, <laughs> that's what I do when I'm not writing music or. Uh, you know, playing shows and stuff, which I'd rather be doing those, but we all try to work our schedules together to make it happen as often as possible. Which is something that I have noticed that you guys play a lot of shows, which is, I mean, in all honesty, commendable, because there are a lot of kids that I do know from from different musical communities that just, you know, they're like, hey, we got music on Bandcamp, and then, like, they just let it ride for the longest time. But you guys, you guys play shows fairly fucking often. Yeah, I mean, we try to, um, especially since we uh, released under your breath. Maybe I'm What? Huh? Mm. No, I'm sorry. I heard that. I thought y'all made me make fun of it. I was like, oh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, we've just been, uh, ever since that release, you know, we've just been trying to book as often as we can to try to promote it and um, just, uh, you know, have other people listen uh, to, you know, keep it going, you know. We don't want to let it die out anytime soon because we're really proud of what we put together so um you know we can keep it going as long as we can that'd be great while we're writing on the side of that so yeah and if, it, if we true, had, very true. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, 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 no. You, you can always just run over me. <laughs> uh, if we've had, like, any problem in the past, it's been like, oh, here's this new EP, and then we play, like, three or four big shows, and then we just don't do shit. Like, we just, like, practice for, like, shows that, like, we're not going to really... I don't know how to explain that part, actually. But the point is, <laughs> is that, like, uh, we just didn't do much after the other releases. We just kind of played three or four, like, uh, shows, and then we would just, like, play any other shows that we'd get. But we weren't really trying so hard. And now, I think we have material that we're proud of, you know, like Ruben said, and we just, we really want to run with it as long as we can, and as well, you know, we're still writing, so... You know, we have more. We have more in store. <laughs> of course, yeah, because it's it's always an ever growing process. I mean, like I, I've yet to meet a band that said, like, "All right, we put out this album, and uh, that's it." You know, just one and done. Going to play like three shows, one album. Going to go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it is cool. Like, like that. That that's definitely a thing that you should always aim for is to uh, try and continue and promote your work afterwards. Because I mean, like. Not to point out any bands in particular, but I'm sure that you guys have seen other bands that have, like, you know, gotten to the mindset of, like, you know, like, like to get real, like, amped up and jazzed up about releasing an album and then to kind of just, like, you know, let, let the, let the hype squander, you know? Yeah. Just, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so that's the thing. But, but apparently video games seems to be, be, be like a, a fairly predominant theme because I'm, after looking out on your Facebook page, apparently anyone can score a free copy of Under Your, your Breath that they're able to beat you in Call of Duty. No one's cashed yeah. in on that yet. No. One no. Like, I guess I'm no kinda, one cares I'm about it. I'm kind of hurt. No one really cares. <laughs> well, anyone that, that's listening, please take them up on it because I'm pretty sure that anyone that claims they're great at, at, at Call of Duty is just talking shit so you'll easily be able to score a free album. Yeah, seriously, anyone on PlayStation just add aiming for average like all spelled out and then you can verse me for a free copy. We'll even ship it to you. But you're not going to win. That's okay. If you win, you get a free copy. <laughs> Dang. Now, Call of Duty is actually an interesting thing before we get into like, you know, the real serious interview stuff. Call of Duty is like one of those series that that's kind of like Star Wars. Like everyone has their favorite one. Uh-huh. And I don't know if there's anyone that has like the same like favorite one in the same room. Like I remember when um, Modern Warfare Two had came out, and that was my shit. You know, honestly, yeah. the the campaign for uh, World at War was my favorite. That shit was just so fucking fun. Really? Because they can't and, compete. <laughs> <laughs> that, but also it's because I think around the time that uh, World at War came out, I was learning like the same material that was in the game, like the same like world occurrences. So I was like, oh shit, this is really cool. <laughs> and then I went to class like, yeah, so uh, did they have these guns? <laughs> and they were like, I'm not talking about guns, Christian. <laughs> Call of Duty have changes like so much like over the years that they should be completely different games. Like if you skip from World at War to the most recent one, I consider it like a whole different game. So it's kind of like really weird how you judge your like favorite Call of Duty. I can see that 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 doesn't make make sense, and, and I think I remember playing it on the PC originally, which not a lot of kids at uh, at least a lot of my friends weren't real like huge PC gamers. But my my, my brother and I used to build computers, and um, I helped <laughs> build his. I had my own laptop. We used to run like stupid little like LAN parties every here and there. So maybe it's just my my old ass showing age, but. <laughs> 
It it was really like it really is fun. Like like does anyone else have like have like their their own favorite Call of Duty that they used to play? Oh, I was so addicted to COD Four, like the original. I put like seventy out or seventy days in that game, ish. So uh, Jesus, that was my favorite. But I think Black Ops Three is my favorite now because I'm a little I'm a little poser who likes the new Call of Duty games. Infinite Warfare is my least favorite though because I I spent a hundred bucks on that and got it the day it came out with with like the remastered and all this others and it was a terrible. Oh, game. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say like you spent a hundred bucks on it. Yeah, <laughs> I totally forgot that they had. It was a it was a total like loss. I've played it like eight times because it's so bad. That sucks, especially when video games don't have like any replay value. Like, if you look at Grand Theft Auto, like five, who would have thought that? Like, I was talking about this with a friend. It came out in two thousand fucking fourteen. Okay, yeah, and it is still like kicking. Yeah, yeah, I still play that shit. You know, the the only Grand Theft Auto I actively play is like just San Andreas. (laughs) Oh, because it's the best one. Yeah, the best one. Like, 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 Grand Theft Auto was, was like, you know, this is cool, but what if we added black people? And, like, it got 20 times cooler, and it was automatically a better game. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I have to remind everybody that, that, that we've been gone for so long, yes, I am black, so I can make as many black comments as possible. I don't know if you guys that as well. Because, like, it's, it's always an assumption that I just, like, oh, yeah, I say nigga all the time. So, like, kids are like, it, can, can, can he, though? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, for the record, I can. I can say nigga. So anyway, so we'll we'll, we'll start to go into your your interview portion of the show. Um, if if at this time we would like to read off a sponsor, but we don't have one just yet. However, if you want to take a look at the new BabeTalk.tv website that we have prepared for everybody to enjoy, you notice that we now have ad space available. Yes, we now have ad space available for you to promote your shit, and we can get it out there. So hit me up, Ollie at babetalk.tv. We'll be sure to work something out and we can get you some audio time. We can get you some site time and shit like that. That's the plug. Do it up. That's what's up. Shout out to Canes, though. (laughs) Canes? Is that that a band? No, No, Canes. uh, Canes, uh, fuck. Raising. Yeah, Raising Canes. It's a a chicken finger joint that just opened up. Like, there's like two spots that opened up in Illinois. I'm pretty sure there's one, like... Down in Alsip, and there's one right by us. I don't think he knows. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, there's just two in Chicago, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like, just say Chicago. I mean, like, I, I, it's, I love how, like, even if, like, in the, the, that particular store got, like, two customers because of this podcast, they'll fucking be stoked. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, like, some kids on Babe Talk said to go over here. They'd be like, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A little advertise on your site and get you rich. <laughs> Please get us rich. Guys, it is not cheap to run this website. Please help a nigga out. Oh, yeah, baby, talk that to me. I think that should be the, the tag tagline. Help a nigga out promoting our community. <laughs> God, I'll be kicked out of the scene so fast. Anyway, even for, for average, you guys are a band. Um, we'll get into the, to the interview portion of this again, um, which I am actually very thankful that, that, that you guys have decided to come on the show. And so early too, um, while looking at, at different bands, you know, like I, I um, am an individual that I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little picky when it comes to bringing on bands onto the show. And there are different tiers on how like, you know, individuals perform and they're, and they're able, able to present themselves and, and their, their brand. And so far, like you guys seem to have like everything really like tied, excuse me, tied together in, in, in a nice little, little bow. 
like when it comes to your your, your promotion of, of your band itself, when it comes to your your music. I mean, like even going through your past three releases on on band, Bandcamp, um, Icebreaker, Blueprints, and Under Your Your Breath. These are all like really polished bodies of work with increasing quality. So when I took a listen, I was like, holy shit, like these kids are are doing fairly well. And then when I go and look to see who you guys have played with in the past, I mean like what was it? You guys are playing with Tiny Kingdoms, you guys played with Nightmare Police, they're 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 good friends of the show. Um Cup Check, Action Adventure. I mean like you guys are playing with some real like up and comers, which that puts you guys on the same spectrum as that. So it's really cool that you're able to sit down and, and, and have a conversation with us and we'll start to, you know, really get a get a feel for who you guys are as band members. So if you guys could real fast just Say um, your names one more time and your positions in the band, and we'll get shit started. I'm Nick. Uh, I sing, and sometimes I pop out a euphonium every once in a while. Tuba. Alright, I'm Chris. I just play guitar. Uh, I'm Christian. I do, like, half the vocals. I play rhythm guitar, and I have a bunch of pedals that I hardly use. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Zeke. I play I'm Ruben, and I play drums. He hits the circles. <laughs> <laughs> hits the circles. Rock band. So, so let's just start to to get a feel for like you know. Typically, I, I like to get a um a history of the band itself, and then break into the individuals that make up the band. So, I mean, like, where how 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 did you guys? And I know Zeke that that you're more of a newer member, but for everybody else, how did you all like find yourselves? Composing together for for Amy for average. <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right, uh, he just farted. Yo, please tell me someone farted. I swear. Yeah, I farted. <laughs> oh god. I love this show so the fire much. Is I give that a six out of ten. Uh, let's see. So, uh, how we started writing? It's like I I write a lot of the skeletons, but like you know, before we were even aiming for average, we were under a different name. And uh, we were just good friends. We just wrote a lot, you know, and we wrote shit that we liked. And uh, with everything that we write, we like to make it a point that all of it should have energy. And if it's, you know, if we're going to write a slow song, it should still have the emotion in there. But uh, overall, I mean, we all come together at the end of the day and we just throw in ideas. And that's how we write. And we try to keep all the energy. (laughs) I can't talk. So. Um Basic loadout history of the band, it was Chris, Christian, and Ruben in middle school, like, playing really shit. And then they were like, hey, you sing, you should sing too, because Christian couldn't sing at that point. And I was like, okay, and then we still played shit for a while, and then we changed our name, and then we got slowly better, and then we went through, like, three bassists, and here's Zeke, and then now it's us. That's basic loadout history, right? Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate. Yeah, in a nutshell. I wouldn't say it was shit music. Well, our first demo was shit. Like shit. Oh, the recorded stuff sec- wasn't shit. Our, we were just our shit second, live. our second demo was was like it was weird, but it was good. I don't, I'm like it's still good. We 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 jammed to it like a week ago. We we're like, yo, yeah. you guys remember these songs? <laughs> was, like like I six years ago. Let's play them. <laughs> like this I, is unreleased. Like it was released back in the day, but they're nowhere on the internet. Like you could not find these if you tried, and they're under our old name. Which yeah, and like <laughs> honestly, like the structure, the structures of the songs aren't that uh, great. But, like, there's little parts in there, like, little drum parts, little, li- like, guitar licks. They're just so fucking cool. Like, I'd probably use them again, honestly, but just in a better way. <laughs> Is it allowed to steal your own music, like, your old stuff? 
Well, I mean, like, I, I, I think that that would be a sign of still progressing. Like, like if you look back and you say, like, hey, this shit actually worked, but, like, we know how to do it. It's like looking at a, pi- a picture uh, when you're a kid and then you actually learn how to draw and then you're like, oh, shit, like, this shitty shoe that I drew when I was four could actually look like a shoe since I'm now 24 and I can actually draw now. Yeah. You know what? Uh, Joyce Manor released derailed and leather jacket five fucking times each on like different eps because they kept rewriting it it's literally like if you go on like any website try to find like any other old eps there's that that song derailed is at least on like almost all of the smaller eps hmm. so, i mean i feel like we can steal little parts they they just kept putting it like that same song on different eps so, yeah, I mean, like, and, and it's your your music, you know, like, like you're always growing. You're if you want to revisit it, fuck it. Yeah, it's like, oh, guys, why'd you release it? Because fuck you, that's why we re- re- released it. <laughs> fuck you, that's why. <laughs> like, yeah. So it is. It. But it's really cool to to, to see the um, organicness of, of of the band for for formation because I so far we're doing this show and speaking with individuals. It's really cool to see everyone saying like it felt right because we were friends. Like there yeah, are very few situations in which you're able to say that. Oh, <laughs> like I feel like a lot of bands don't get the opportunity to say that they're really close friends because like uh, you know. I read a lot of uh, articles on bands saying like, "Oh, we just knew a guy, and we knew a guy, and that's how we got linked Post up." Our Craigslist or something. Yeah, like that. now and we like, on Facebook yeah. you search through his friends list, and someone played guitar. Yeah, so yeah, and it's it's like there. I know. I even uh, even now I know I know just a bunch of bands that only get together to play music. They don't like hang out, or they don't uh, they don't go and do whatever the fuck friends do. They just play music. When you know. It's perfectly fine, you know, because they're a band, but, like, I feel like a lot of bands don't get to say that they're, like, really great friends and they do things outside of music and they care about each other outside of music. Yeah. But you guys are, are, in, a, are in a privileged position to, to, to be able to say, like, yo, like, we we, we, we friends. It works this way because it works out well. So that's actually very, very cool. And you take advantage of that because, I mean, it's like, look at the fucking bodies of work that you guys are, are, are putting out. It's You're, you're able to, to tell. So I would love to get get into like you know a little bit of like a condensed version of how you all started playing your own instruments. Uh, shit. Hey, let's uh, start with Nick. He's got the longest history. Um, well, so like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My parents were like, "You're playing piano and you're not leaving the house until you practice for 20 minutes every day." So that's how I got into music. So I've been I've been playing piano forever, and then I started singing in choir and that was about it and then i kind of like play everything else but i suck at them because like my i'm only really good at piano euphonium and singing i feel like he started playing like guitar and drums like more just because he joined the band yeah he saw us do it i kind of just been around it so i had to learn a little bit at least to be like um like to get by that's about it yeah yeah and i've seen that happen on many different occasions too so i mean you're not the only one of course, yeah, but yeah. Um, I started playing guitar when I was around ten years old. I'm twenty right now, so it's been like ten years. Hmm. Um, I think I just started. I, I wanted to learn guitar just because I watched uh, a commercial ad. I don't remember with who, but it was just some guy selling an acoustic guitar. I'm like, and I and like I told my dad, "Yo, 
let me let me get his guitar and he and he bought it and I started taking lessons for a couple of years and then I just started like teaching myself and and hang out with Christian and the funny thing is that I've been friends with Christian since I was like nine or ten, ten. and we, I barely nine. and I found out when I was like thirteen and he plays guitar I'm like yo how do I not know <laughs> and then we started like practicing together and all that stuff so. It's been a his, long history. His mom called the cops on him like the first day we hung out because like he didn't tell her where he was going, and he, he like he ended up being at my house just playing guitar. But <laughs> it's just so fucking funny. <laughs> just calling the cops, cat casual. It's like, mom, I'm, I'm calling the police. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I've been playing. Yeah, I've been I've been playing guitar like around the same age, like nine, ten, uh, and that's only because I fucking I love Drake and Josh, and you know Drake was so cool, so, like I wanted to be like him. And on top of that, uh, when I was watching Drake and Josh, there was like a lot of things that just pushed me. Like there was Drake and Josh, there was a uh, Guitar Hero three that came out, and I was like, Holy mm, oh man, I'm sorry, continue. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> and then uh, you know, looking up extensive amounts of Guitar Hero three playthroughs. I discovered My Chemical Romance and Slipknot, and I just I just wanted to learn all these songs, and I'm like, I'm going to learn fucking guitar right now at 10 years old. And uh, I learned a few Slipknot songs, a lot of My Chem songs. You know, I just started playing, and I I wouldn't consider much, myself much of a lead guitarist, but I really love just playing. Uh, I'm like a chord guy. <laughs> you you know what just smacked me so hard in the face is that you said that you learned about My Chemical Romance and Slipknot from a video game that came out 10 years ago, and I owned the same game and still knew the bands, and I realized how fucking old I am. That and uh, those bands weren't even on Guitar Hero, so... You know, if it wasn't for YouTube suggestions, like, because there's like a, I think, I'm pretty sure they still have it, but on the sidebar, it says like suggestions for you, and there was like uh-huh. uh, My Chemical Romance video, and then a Slipknot video, and I was like, holy shit. And that's how I found out about them, but uh, yeah, Guitar Hero 3, Drake and Josh, and uh, just those two bands really pushed me to want to play guitar, and uh, my grandpa gave me his acoustic, it was like a nylon string, and... Uh, no matter how you tuned it, it was always out of tune, but I learned that shit. Oh, wow. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I first started playing an instrument, uh, it was probably because, uh, probably like ever since I was a kid, my dad, he had put me on like um, older like rock and metal. Like probably the first band I ever started listening to was like Pantera and System of a Down. And mm. like I started progressing to like Slipknot, Bullet for Valentine. And then um, one of my uh old bands uh this guy named e-man i first saw him play guitar and he fucking played thunderstruck and my mind was like blown <laughs> and i was like holy God, i want to be like this guy and then like he's like yo you want to learn smoke on the water i'm like hell the fuck yeah dude and i, I learned smoke on the water was everyone's first fucking yeah, song. yeah yeah and then Sounds i learned fun. that and then like i went home later that day like mom i need a guitar and then she's like no you're gonna be like every other kid and like put it down like a month later and, like, I kept bugging her, and then I got it, and then I've been playing, like, ever since. I've been playing, um, then I picked up the bass for the band I was in before, no, actually, uh, the first band I was in, and then I played guitar, and then I, now I'm playing bass again, but I still play both, like, they all go hand-in-hand hand for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, that's how I started playing. Um, I mean, uh, I really kind of just started, like, uh, I used to go to church, like, every 
every weekend um, since I was little, since I was like born. I was like born in the church, basically. Um, <laughs> it's uh, over there. I saw like you know musicians play whatever they played. I was not like you know into the idea of church, but I saw a lot of um, you know musicians there, and like I saw guitar players and piano players. And uh, I would walk around and I play on the pianos that they had there whenever church was over um, until fifth grade. Um, then I signed up like in school to play like uh, saxophone. I played saxophone for a while and I was, I was pretty good at it too. Um, but then like <laughs> in middle school, something trendy was like, uh, <laughs> uh, what is that? Pencil tapping, you know, where people would just like tap. Oh Christ. Yeah. And, <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool, but I wasn't really good at it. So I started using the pencils as actual drumsticks. And I was like, holy shit, like, hmm. I want to play drums. And so I think around seventh grade, I had this teacher that would let me play drums in the room, like, very early. Like, she was really cool um, to let me do that. And I would just practice in there. Uh, yeah, I, I just did that until I got my own drum set finally, like, toward the end of seventh grade. Did and... you ever get around to learning them? That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, yeah, ever since then, like I just started taking lessons um, on drums uh, in school, um, and then just studying it outside of school, and you know, applying whatever uh, music tastes that I had to drums. You know. That's really how it went. And that's how it's been since then. You know, one thing I failed to mention, actually, um, although uh, Guitar Hero and all that got me started off, I actually did start trumpet in fourth grade, and um, I learned all my, like, like basic music theory before jumping into, like, guitar or whatever, and, you know, trumpet stuck with me for, like, at least until, like, freshman year. Yeah, but uh, I knew all that basic stuff just through uh, trumpets. Wow, it's it's really cool to see how everyone has well, I guess everyone, but Nick has this really cool like organic story. Nick was the only one that was just like, yeah, like my mom said I was gonna play, and like that was it. But still, like, like you all did follow a passion, including Nick. I'm sorry, Nick, I didn't yeah. mean to call. Him. Yeah, Nick's like probably the best piano player you'll ever meet. As like a he, fact. No, wait, he won. He, he won second place or first, first or second place. No, I'm second, sure. he won second place in the country. Second, second place in the country for composition. Wow, fucking for real. Yeah. It's like, like crazy. <laughs> that's not how the piano sounds. That's what's happening. It's a mixture of both. But that's actually really, like, like really interesting. And, and I mean, like, the, the, the passion really shows with the, with, with, with the, the songwriting and, and, and with the, with the composition of the songs actually on itself. Because, like, I mentioned before, like, you know, like, when, when it comes to, to, to musical stylings that is aiming for average, it's more, it, I love to, to showcase bands that that have a more unique feel to their pop punk music. Um, anyone that listens to the shows knows that I'm not the world's largest friend uh, fan of, of Real Friends, who who is straight cookie cutter, and, and bands that I really like, you know, came after them around that. But bands that really stick out to me are like State Champs, um, Seaway, like 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 those kind of bands really were able to find their own. And you guys. Have your own stylings and, and sound. I would absolutely say on on, on, a, on a very, um, I said polished earlier, and I think I want to stick with that word because like 
whatever com- comes out doesn't sound forced. It sounds very, very flowy and organic, which is really cool. So, like, when you guys first started to, to write, it was definitely more pop punk, which is cool. But it still had a drone flair to it. Like, when you guys first started putting out this this music... Did you guys see a direction you wanted to, to go into or like, 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 like how was the songwriting and in composition for, for your releases? Um, well, for Icebreaker, the writing process started with mostly Christian and I having a guitar riff, you know, and it could sound pop punk or indie or heavy or whatever. Cause you know, Icebreaker is like a mix of a lot of op- upbeat stuff, but also like very, have your riff parts, you know? Yes. Uh, I think we just wrote what we like, you know? It's not... I know it sounds pretty basic, but it's just... We just wrote with how, like, the flow, and it just turned out how, how, it, how it is now. It wasn't... We really didn't have a theme a theme for it. It's just... It just kind of happened. Yeah, and, like, um... With... With the way that, like... I, I write most of the lyrics in the band, so it's like, uh... I try to make everything flow as, as uh, well as possible. But um, I think, like, right after we uh, released Icebreaker, I got really obsessed with the drums. And me, I never I never was a drummer. I never started off as a drummer. I actually just bought a drum, uh, drum kit at the beginning of this year so I could actually, like, learn it instead of just knowing it. But, um, um, like, even with all the stuff on Under Your Breath, I was so fixated on, like, how are these drums going to sound? And uh, it's it's kind of hard because it's like, for me, it was hard as a writer to just think of something right off the bat because, you know, I have to work with Ruben. I'm not just going to, I'm not going to Brendan Yuri it and be like, all right, here you go, dude. Like, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to think for himself. I want everyone in this band to think for themselves and, uh, you know. Like, like an equal share. Yeah, because like, I, I just write the structures. I don't want to write full songs, you know, like I, I feel like. I feel mm. like to write a full song all by yourself is just lonely and it's not really the band, you know? So, mm. um, sure. oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but as far as like the way that it sounded, like, uh, I think like with icebreaker, I was like a day to remember obsessed. So that's probably mm. why it sounds that way. <laughs> our, uh, our styles of writing have changed a lot just because of our, uh, our choice in what we listen to now. Like, Compare like comparing what we listen to regularly now versus what we used to listen to back then. Like it shows a lot in how we decided to take um, our writing, uh, you know, how to approach it really. So now we, uh, our preferences and all that, we we've come to like a conclusion with how we want to sound and um, how we can make that sound because of our growing, um, you know, uh, library of music that we individually have that we put together to get that sound so like you guys have come come more to like a definitive decision which is which is interesting because it like everything seems to be working out as it is but i guess at some point you need to look back at your discography even if it is like you know like like two to two to three releases you still reflect you say like what more can we do for ourselves yeah and like uh even even with under every time we write an album or even start to, I always I always think to myself like, uh, well I mean like I listen to a bunch of other music too and like there's bands that like yeah, I'm not gonna call out any bands but there's like bands that relate like release the same record each time or the same EP it all sounds the same sometimes 
And uh, I always just wondered myself, like, like we've never done that. But I wonder, like, if uh, the more mature we become in writing, I wonder if we'll ever go down that line or if we'll just be lucky enough to keep thinking of different shit each time. I'm pretty sure we're going to go down that one, but uh, I just hope that we never become the band that uh, releases the same stuff every time, you know, because we can't think of anything else. And at that, at that point, it's pretty much like it, it, it would be time to hang it up. Like, I know we were joking about earlier where it's just like, yep, we're done. But, you know, like, when when you – when it stops becoming, in my opinion, when it stops becoming or, or fresh and, 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 like, writing music is not easy. But, like, when you do, like, come to, a, to an impasse where it's just like, fuck, dude, like, what do we do when we have to force music out? That's probably the time you need to get out of Dodge. Which, look, you guys are still in, in, in your infancy – so you guys have plenty of time to think about that, and you guys most likely have like a lot more to offer. And you I know mean, what? No, Actually, we're, we're about done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think what, I was gonna say oh, like yeah, you go, you go. Um, right uh, we'll just uh, go on a hiatus after uh, under your breath, pull a fallout boy. And then come back ten years later, <laughs> <laughs> or do we well, you know just pull a ba- basement and come out two years later? You know, expedite it. Yeah, <laughs> they'll still remember your name. <laughs> I was I was gonna say that. Um, uh, let's see, brand new. They were supposed to release an album, like I think sometime like right now or even last year. But they said uh, we don't want to rush this album. We want to take as much time writing this album as possible. We want to. They they said they wanted to like release when they feel comfortable with their album. And honestly, I I feel like I'd rather do the same. You know, I don't want to just. I mean, it's it's good to consistently release music, and uh, I haven't had any, or we haven't really had any writer's block lately, but um, if it comes to a point where we're not proud of our music, uh, I want I want all of us to have like the strength to just be like, okay, well, we'll, we'll release this when we're ready, we'll release this when, we, when it's something we want to hear, you know? I don't think there's anything wrong with bands that take like a few years to record an album. And at the end of the day, I feel like everyone's just trying to trying to make something that doesn't suck and make people happy. That's, yeah. that's about it. That's yeah. the point of being a band, is making something that doesn't suck. Like, nobody wakes up in the morning unless you're real friends and says, like, you know what, like, what are we going to, to, to market ourselves? <laughs> like, are, are we going to put this song out right now and then, like, force it out? Or, like, are you going to take the organic route and, and you're going to, like, you know, write what's... I know this sounds really corny, but I mean, like, what's in your heart? What's in your head? And then you put it to, to paper. And if it doesn't come out the way that you want it to be, why would you want to release that to, to the public? That, 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 that's not a reflection on your true merit. Yeah. And I feel like you should always put out, you know, what's best and, like, what you think is best. And, like, uh, it doesn't have to be the best album of like the next 10 years, it just needs to be the best that you're going to release every time. And, uh, it has to be a reflection of your, of yourself and of your work. I feel like it needs to be an extension of yourself. Like, uh, there's a lot of, not even bands, just a lot of people that write about, uh, material that doesn't even relate to them. They just release it because they know it'll get people to listen to their music, which is all fine, you know, because like, uh, people can, People can play and listen to music that they like, but I like to play it and write music that is really relatable and something that's real, you know, like, uh, for example, like the Menzingers, they write about shit that's like real to them. And like, if you listen to any of their lyrics, oh man, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
you listen to any of their lyrics, it's all just real shit. And I, I, I appreciate music like that. I mean, like, what was it? Like, one of the, the, the first songs that really got me into the Menzingers, and I came into to, to Menzinger Love, like, really late, but I don't want to be an asshole anymore. Yeah, like, that's the best like, album. That's the, yeah, like, a lot of the different themes is, is, like, a lot of, like, self-deprecation. And it's, like, you write about what you know, and this is what they do know. So it's, like, that's real. That's genuine. They've, that's a perfect example to, to use. If there's any band that is like at their most ge- genuine with their bleeding heart, absolutely Menzinger's Show. Yeah, and that that last song on the album, the acoustic one about his uh, friend, I forgot which one that mm. was, but that shit made me cry. It was such a good song. My mom wants to know if you guys want dinner. Uh, uh, please. Uh, yeah. Sure. Sure. Sorry, just give us a No, it's fine. I'm just really surprised at the reaction. Like, if my friend's mom said, do you guys want dinner? I would be losing my fucking mind. You know what? Wow. Shout I'm out. Like, free food? Absolutely. Shout out to Rita. Because she lets us practice here and make noise. That's stupid noise. She makes everyone dinner. And then, like, up until we got our licenses, like, four years ago, she'd drive <laughs> us to every single show in her fucking minivan. And we'd, like, squeeze in. With all our gear. I remember sitting like, on Nick's like lap like once. Two, two, three straight years she did that. So Shout like, out to band moms. Band moms are, are dope. Dope AF. <laughs> but moving on from, from the, the subject of, of being genuine, because we could talk about that all, all night. I, I, I would like to get into how um, immersing yourselves into the, the, um, the Illinois scene, I guess more at the, the – since you guys are from the suburbs of Chicago, I guess the main hub for the music would probably be the metropolitan Chicago area, I'm assuming, because yeah. I know different scenes, but I don't know Chicago all that well. And you guys did say that, that you already – you might have had your foot in the door with being a part of different bands, but like – How's the scene? Like, like, were you able to, like, you know, jump in feet first and everyone was, like, you know, giving dabs and hugs, like, yo, dope album, kid, stuff yourself. Uh, uh, we've, we've been in the scene for a while. Just, yeah. like, we, we started out as, like, this little kid band, like, freshman in high school, like, playing shows, but it's, like, fast forward to five, six years later. And, uh, fast forward to 2012. We've had a lot of time to, like, see people grow and see people. A lot of new bands come into the scene. Yeah, there's been a um, lot of people disbanding, and then like, uh, you know, you'll have two different bands with different members. They'll come together and they'll make two different other bands, and they won't be like the, the same bands. And it's crazy. But <laughs> the Chicago scene in general is just super saturated with a ridiculous amount of bands. Shows every weekend, all days of every weekend. So there's a lot of competition where everyone wants that wants that bone. Um, but it's still a really friendly scene. Yeah, because we're friends nice. with basically every every almost every band in the scene. If we're not friends with any bands in the scene, it's because we haven't met them yet, <laughs> or we haven't played a show with them yet. Yeah, there's like no competition. It's more. It's more like it's like it's like friendly competition, but you don't know that you're competing. But but like in the in the end of the day, like everyone's trying to get to that next level. Um, everyone's trying to stop working their shady day job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is going to be another thing that I was going to bring up when it happened organically and voila, you guys are all working, you know, like, like you guys all have day jobs and, and you have to make time for, for, for these shows and for practice and rehearsal and writing. I mean, I mean like that's tolling. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, luckily I have like, like an insane amount of insomnia. <laughs> it allows me to do everything. 
Oh. Ah. <laughs> That's so cool. I'm sorry. That's cool. Um, I would say we're all busy in our own way. Like Nick goes to school. Z goes to school and work. Uh, Christian and I just work. Yeah, yeah. Ruben, I guess you work. and I'm play. a babysitter. He's a babysitter he's at babysitter. home. He gets paid to babysit, so I guess he's working. <laughs> so it's like... Um, I go to school in a different state, and I have to come home almost every weekend for shows and stuff. And wow. uh, trying to do that while getting like an walk engineering here. degree is, is pretty terrible. I'm not going to lie. But, yeah, I imagine. Which is awesome. Yeah. yeah, we make it. Yeah. Recently, at my job, I work at Chipotle. And uh, they promoted me, so most of my hours are mornings now. So it's easier for me to just like have an afternoon practice. Or uh, I have I've actually been having a lot of weekends off lately, so it's easier for us to get together and practice on the weekends. And uh, you know, a lot of times we have to practice early, like ten or eleven to like two or three. And you know, we make it work. And if I have, to, and, you know, we just we just work it out. There's a lot of days in the week and in the month. Like we practice actually a lot more. Uh, the past two months that we have as a fucking band in the past like five years. <laughs> you, you know what I'm impressed with is that you guys are a band and you said that you practice in the AM. I don't think I know any band that practices before noon. It's a great way to start the day and fuck your ears up. Oh yeah, show it. Show it. 9 a.m. sometimes. Wow, I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the neighbors. Hate so us do more. my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. I can see, see that happening. So, so now we we have the scene. I mean, I mean, like it's really cool. You guys are playing with with the, the shows and like yeah. what was this? I was saying cup check action adventure. I mean, like these are some real homies that that you guys have have claimed the stage with. I mean, like how how is it on a, on a on a friendly level with with playing with such like you know up and comers and you got, and you guys even being considered like up and comers at this point, like last year you guys played the um, Ernie ball stage. I think it was last year, right? Yeah. Uh, 20, no, 2015, 2015 yeah. with yeah. Uh, sleep on it, Belmont, Marina city, us, and then ship captain crew. Yeah. Marina city. Oh my God. Ryan, he's a homie. Yeah. It's actually really funny because we played like, uh, like a battle of bands or something. And, uh, mm-hmm. This is like when we still didn't practice that much, and we were just like not giving a shit about I, our. I think it was like four years, four, yeah, something like that. And then uh, who, who's the who's the guy that judged us again? Uh, was it, it was uh, the piano. Basically, the the, the judges Matt. Were, yeah, Matt the, from City yeah. Mouth. The judges were from Marina City. You said City Mouth. My bad. Oh, no, Marina City. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> he, he we basic uh, we didn't win, and we were like. Uh, Hey, is it all right if we just see like what you guys said on our scores? So, like, you can, we can improve as a band, and like, you know, they I wrote down swear. what they had to say, but like the way that we took it was like, oh shit, we sucked. So from there, we were just like, <laughs> we practicing, oh. like yeah, we started practicing. We made sure we made sure that we didn't do anything that was unnecessary, and like before, we used to do a lot of things like plan our plan our hops on stage and stuff like that. So like. We yes! just take it a more natural approach is just uh, move the way that you're gonna feel when the music's happening. So uh, we don't do anything unnecessary anymore, and uh, you know we just have fun. And I Dude. feel like if we played that battle of the bands now, we we might get like at least third. Yeah, no. Christian, <laughs> Christian used to go freaking wild on stage. Like it would look like he'd have a, like have a seizure in the middle of the set like half the time. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was insane. Damn. But the thing is, it'll be out of tune, 
Oh, yeah. Or he'll, his he'll vocals will sound like Epiphone days. Yeah. He's out of breath the entire set, can't sing for shit. Like, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, um, you know, it's just we're trying to make sure that we can get the most out of our sound, you know. And if, you know, if we could all do that, if we could all jump around and everything like that and, like, also sound perfect, you know, that that's like the dream. Um, that's just something we work on now. That's you know? some every time I actually, die shit. That's to make it, we're, we're just working to make it happen now. Be everything we want to be. So, And it's all about learning and, 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 and improving on yourselves. Which, which, I mean, like, I don't know, there there might be, like, two or three bands that I may know that, that would go back and answer his scores. But that's, like, like, like a sign that, that, that you guys are actually, like, here to kick ass and to really learn from from what soaking everything that that you can, and also just just a quick fun fact. I I, I know that the only individual to be on Welcome to Babe Talk twice is Ryan. First, when 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 we had them on the episode, which I love this interview and I love all the interviews that I've done. I still hold Ryan's interview from, from Marina City to be one of the best ones. He told this story about how he went down to South by You know what? I'm not even going to tell you guys. Go ahead and listen to the episode if you want to because right now we're talking to Aim for Average, Aiming for Average, and I'm not going to steal spot spotlights. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it after. Hey, he uh, he's like, uh, gave us a little shout-out on, on his uh, playlist oh, uh, yeah, on Twitter. his Twitter, which yeah. is really cool, you know, because he's like, you know, for, for you know, not only for someone from Marina City to be able to do that, like he's a great musician on his own. So that was really cool for him. All to the do, guys you know? in Marina City yeah, are really we, fucking good. When we musicians. played with them at the Wire, like uh, them, they I were. I don't think he knows the Wire. Oh, uh, there's this venue near us. We were playing with them, and backstage they were all like, all the vocalists and all the bands had their like steam stuff, and they're all like warming up for like an hour before the set. And I'm like, I am such a fucking like. Dope. I'm sitting back here chilling, like eating some nachos from this place called Eno's. And they're like, <laughs> that's after ours. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I should probably get serious, but like, I wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been, uh, warming up my vocals recently. It's been pretty easy. I can't even sing right now. <laughs> but, uh, actually, I wanted Sorry. to get back on, on something about the scene. Uh, sure. It it kind of falls on the same path of us taking like shit seriously. Is um, let's see, Real Friends did a show with Neck Deep, and they invited Arkham, us, and Ugly Sweater Party to play it. And we opened, and uh, we we looked back on some video on some videos, and they were complete ass. And yeah, we, we were sucked. just like, fuck. And you know, like uh, Real Friends and Knuckle Puck, they're from they're from it was, here. It was Real no. Friends and like no, I know, but no, I mean, like no. yeah. I'm just mentioning like the Illinois bands. Uh, Real Friends and Knuckle Puck, they're they're from here, and they got a lot of street cred here, and, you know, I've seen them both a lot, and they're really, really fucking tight, and just seeing uh, a lot of musicians in my area being as tight as they are, I feel like it whipped me up into shape, you know? True. And, uh, you know, honestly, shout out to all the Illinois bands. They're so cool. I mean, it, it's, it is really cool to, to look up to a, a band from your local area, like, because cause then you're able to see that if they're able to do it, then if we work as hard as they have, then we're able to like you know like emulate their their work ethics and their strength. We can also make it. It's like going back to your earlier point, you know, like niggas make it out the hood. Yeah, like, and, you, and they, you put in, they like pave the road for a lot of bands out here. Like uh, just you know, there's some upcoming ones coming up right now. Like uh, I think right now. Belmont. No, yeah, Belmont's about to break out. Yeah, Belmont's doing some cool shit. They were just on WGN last or the other night. Yeah. And now they're gonna do like some 
uh, I, I don't know what it was, audio tree or some shit. But yeah, but the point oh, was, like, <laughs> I mean, that's, but, um, you know, fucking audio tree, like, yeah. Oh, no, Day Trotter, that's what it is. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Yeah, but, uh, they're, they're fucking cool, but, uh, I feel like, uh, the, the bigger bands in this scene have definitely paved it out for every single band that's up right now. It's it's really cool to have them to to, to see yeah 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 so it's really cool. So. If if I weren't from Chicago, uh, the only other scene that I'd really want to be a part of is anywhere in Philadelphia because that's where fucking the Wonder Years. Uh, I mean, I I don't think Modern Baseball originated out of there. I think they moved there. Yes, they. Oh uh, no, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're 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 OG Philly. Yeah, there's just so many fucking good bands outside of uh, out coming out from uh, the East Coast or mainly Pennsylvania. So if I had to be anywhere else, I'd probably be Pennsylvania. <laughs> I mean, it is interesting. Like, like, like Philly has always had like before. It used to be like heavy on the pop punk because like I'm I'm I'll try and keep this as condensed as possible. We had like back in 2010, 2011, like like Transit, fucking Man Overboard, The Wonder Years, um, Fireworks, R.I.P. Transit, R.I.P. Transit, R.I.P. Fireworks, R.I.P. Like also. Um, a loss for words. Um, yeah. Like all of those bands, they were all playing like basement shows and, and, and small venue shows. And then they all started to work their way up. Like they, they, same. And, and, and then you have the, the, the new wave, which ended up being like modern baseball playing in their, the, in their, their Drexel basements. Um, some members of coming out of, the hills of Pennsylvania, like fucking title fight. Um, yes. I'm blaming, I, I, I'm blanking, but, um, code orange was from, I recently just got into them. I, I wasn't, I wasn't really big on hardcore. There's like a few heavy bands I like, but I wasn't huge on hardcore until like, uh, let's see. Yeah. Code orange is hard as fuck. Yeah. Code orange is fucking cool. And, uh, uh, I don't know if anyone considers the bands I'm about to say hardcore, but there's like, uh, Dillinger Escape Plan, and every time I die, I got it. Oh, oh, same. Yeah. Well, I mean, on a different spectrum, it's hard, but it's still hard. Yeah. So, like, I got into like, I started getting into those bands like a month ago. Yeah, and in a lot of those those bands, you know, like it's a lot about co promotion and being a part of one community. I mean, like the whole reason as to why I started this this podcast and, and the website is is because I'll, this is all a community effort. You know, like of course it can just be one solo acoustic artist kid and you'd be like, all right, here's Wonderwall. But then, like, it, sure, you sound good, but then, like, your friend also sounds good. And so you both be like, yo, like, listen to my EP, but also listen to his, because his shit is different from mine. And now you get two people talking, and then people are like, oh, they're friends. It's, 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 it's cool. Listen to me. It's all cool, man. Like, long story short, it's fucking cool. But we, we're, we're running out of some time here. Um, so let's, let's jump into the song that, that you guys want me to showcase here. Um, Alexander's that that's that's off um, under your 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 breath. Why don't you walk me through some of the um, the the lyrical writing, the 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 tonage that's that that's found in the song? Break it down for me. I'll take this, guys. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, let's see. Uh, Alexander's is a it's a super personal song for me, and uh, it's basically uh, I I only went there with like one friend and. Uh, you know, well, you should tell, you what should tell them what it is. Oh it's yeah, Alexander's is house. a Alexander's is a pancake house. Sorry. Oh okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, anyways, yeah, I went to Alexander's a lot with uh, like one friend, and 
you know, there's there's a there's a lot of is you, is euphemism the right word? Sure. Metaphors. There's a lot of metaphors in it, so like and no one else besides him would get. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so like there's there's a or people in a situation. Yeah, there's like a fifth time that you filled yeah, up my yes. cup and you pour, but the that part is more like uh like the you pour and like you keep saying it. That's just like uh it's the equivalent to like spilling guts and like uh just saying what's on your mind continuously and uh just nonstop and there's no, there wasn't there wasn't a filter, you know, there was no okay, you need to stop. It's just you just kept going and uh basically knowing all this other like all this uh one person's problems you know, there's no way you can tell them or, like, you, there's no way you can help them if they don't want to be helped, basically. And, um, and, uh, I spent a lot of time trying to help that, uh, one person and, uh, they just didn't want it. So there was no point to that. So that, that, that's kind of sums up the chorus and just like, the uh, the whole song in general. And then there's the don't call again part, you know, because it's like, you don't really want to be a part of it if they don't really want to be a part of it. It's the best way I can explain All right. <laughs> so now you guys, you know, take a listen to it. See see what you guys think. And then hit them up on um, on social media after the song. Pick up the album. Um, but for right now, we're going to listen to it. Alexander's Under Your Breath, Aiming for Average.
Don't call again. Don't call again. Don't call again. Um, the the, the one thing I really want to um pull away from there is that is that before we we listened to to the song, um, I, I was able to 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 pick up on on the um. Like kind of like tugging at heartstrings with like and you pour like I've listened I've I've casually like listened like I've been running back and forth to work when I'm on the train like like you know I'll I'll casually listen to it and then I'll give it another listen to like you know reading through the lyrics as well and then like when that line does hit like and 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 you pour it's like yo like this does seem like an actual like like real personal struggle of trying to be there for someone and it's just not being reciprocated and I and I think the 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 um, theme of honesty and like relationships. Um, even the, 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 this whole release is is not all that bright. You know, it's 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 it seems to be shrouded in in a, in a little bit of a fog. Like it's kind of it's it's a dark album. Not not like super dark, but but it is like deep and dark and personal and and, and kind of kind of grumpy. Like it's it's. You know, we had we. I'm not gonna say the name because I want to save it for later. But uh, there was a we had a really good dark uh, name uh, before under your breath for it. Dude, we had we had mean fights over over names. Yeah, like what we wanted this EP to be called. Like we were like like typing <laughs> capital letters into our group chat, kicking and shit. people out. Yeah, we were like, calling people. <laughs> yeah. A lot of group chats. It was, yeah, we're we're good friends. Oh, you're assholes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, uh, with, even with most of the content on this, it's just you know, like you said, it's, it's not like it's not like you have to think about this shit. It's just you write about it because it's real and it's there, and um, yeah. you know, all it really takes to write the type of music, that type of music, is you just gotta really think of the situations you're in, and then. Uh, you know, try to write it as best as you can. I mean, personally, I fuck up a lot of uh, personal relationships anyway, but uh, that's, it's not like, I don't mean to, you know, but, uh, you know, I get a lot of my material from just how I am as a person and I reflect on myself a lot. And, and it has to be reciprocated throughout the band because like you said before, you know, like it's not just a one person effort of writing, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, like, it's everybody throwing their, their hats into the ring and being able to all bleed together to come up with this one body of work. And, and I think that's very special for everything to be this honest, this collaborative and, 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 and this sincere together. Yeah. And, uh, Honestly, I think something that influenced my writing it was uh, when I first discovered like Midwest emo, like like American football, and uh, <laughs> yes, uh, just a lot of I can't think of any others to the top of my head. I'm a poser, fuck. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I think tiny moving parts I think would be able to 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 fit into that category. Yes, it's just a lot of Midwest emo, just really honest, brutal shit. That like you know, there's not like you broke my heart. It's just like real shit, like. I don't know. Real shit. <laughs> Real shit, nigga. That should actually be the, the title of your next EP. That, that's, we're from Chicago, so, I mean, might as well. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, where where's everyone going to be able to find your social media in case they want to get a hold of y'all? Um, well, on our, our Instagram and Twitter, it's just at aiming number four average. 
and we'll pop up right up, right there. And on Facebook, you can search up Aiming for Average, and we'll be right there. Even on Google, we're, our, shit, we're even, everywhere. Even, our PSN is, is Aiming for Average. <laughs> yeah, like, anywhere you look us up, there's gonna be, there's gonna be, like, links and links and links. So, like, if you go on Twitter, there's our Facebook link. If you go on Facebook, there's our Twitter link. You know, so it's like, we have every link everywhere on every available site. Uh, we will be up on SoundCloud soon. I've been meaning to get around to that. Eh, smart. Sounds, SoundCloud is new and different and, and odd. I don't particularly know what happened here, but it looks like I lost the band. <laughs> so if you guys want to check check out um, Under Your Breath, the, the latest um, release, go over to aimingforaverage.bandcamp.com. It's for $5. It's really awesome. Um, it's it, they, they claim it to be pop punk, and they also have it under emo and indie, but it's really honest. It's really dark, and, and, and the lyrics, they work well, too. And even going through Blueprints and Icebreakers, it's it's a great... They're, they're a great band. They're a great group, group of kids, and I'm very happy that I was able to have them on the episode of our comeback. So, yeah, we're going to start putting out episodes again on the weekly level. I think it actually might be two episodes a week at this point. Um, we have a huge range of guests going to be coming on the show again. Um, we recently have booked Ed, this awesome blues singer from Brooklyn who we're going to sit down and talk with in, in my little studio. Um, we're going to be going out to Big Picture Media again and we're going to be speaking with a pop artist that, that, that has been coming through the ranks. We're going to be talking to some industry label heads. We're going to be, be talking with um, a PR rep that comes sooner or later. We're back, guys. We're going to be back and better than ever. Sorry about the hiatus, but you know, like sometimes you got to take a break to be able to get shit back going again. These are words. So anyway, yeah, go find a band, go listen to them, and this episode will be up pretty shortly. All right? So you all be good to each other because you are the only you that you got, and um, we'll see you guys soon. (laughs) 